Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome back to this episode. My name is Dallin Hawes. It is great to spend some time with you today. And if you're a federal employee, you are certainly right spot where we, every episode, we're going to talk about how you can have more money in your pocket and retire comfortable and confident, maximize your benefits so that you know all the ins and outs that you need to know to maximize all the things that you enjoy as a federal employee. Today, we're going to talk about RMDs. So exciting. I know. It, it really is. There's, there's some cool cool things we're going to dig into today. Or uh, the long name is <laughs> Required Minimum Distributions, RMDs for short. I'm going to call them RMDs for this whole episode to keep it nice and simple. So if you've never heard of these, hey, buckle up. We're going to dive in. It's going to be really, really crucial to understand the basics here. If you already have heard of RMDs, then you probably know that it's kind of a scary topic. If you Google them, if you read articles on them, often they are talked about in a scary way. They're like, okay, watch out for RMDs. Oh, RMDs, you want to be careful, right? And that is true, where some people really get themselves into trouble because of RMDs, but for many people, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm going to talk about why and all the good stuff today. So. Let's start with the basics, okay? So what the heck are RMDs? That's the first question we have to answer. And basically what RMDs are, and just like the name um, kind of sounds like, it's required minimum distributions. Basically what the government says is, hey, you know that retirement money you have in the TSP? You know that retirement money you have in that traditional IRA? You know, well that money, we want a piece of it because they know when you withdraw money from your TSP, your traditional TSP and a traditional IRA, they get their piece of it in taxes. And they basically are saying with required minimum distributions that, hey, you can't keep your money in there forever. It's got to come out. And it starts coming out at age 72. Now, age 72 is the year that RMDs come into play. Okay, so age 72. So if you are, let's say, retiring at 55, hey, you got lots of time before this comes to play, but long story short, once you turn 72, RMDs will come to play. Now, if you're not that old, you're still certainly gonna to wanna to be able to plan for RMDs, especially in certain circumstances. Now, when we're talking about RMDs, the vast majority of retirement accounts are subject to them. So your TSP is, traditional IRA is, 401k, 401ks are, they're all subject to RMDs, but there's one exception. One exception, where a Roth IRA, a Roth IRA is not subject to RMDs, right? Now, again, this is very different from the Roth TSP, because even the Roth TSP is gonna be subject to RMDs. And you may ask, hey, like, I know that when I take money out of the Roth TSP, it's not taxed, so why does the government care to start forcing me to take it out at 7-2. Why do they care and make me do that, right? Well, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure, right? Um, there's no reasoning between all the rules. Um, but the long story short, if you have a Roth DSP, you may want to get it over to a Roth IRA before age 72 so you can avoid RMDs altogether on your Roth money. But again, if it stays in the Roth DSP, you're going to have to take RMDs and basically start withdrawing money out of that account. So now the next question is, okay, you know, maybe you are in your 50s, 60s, whatever, you have to understand, okay, how does this actually work, right? What are the dynamics and how much do you have to take out and all those things? So we're going to dive into that right now. So long story short is when you turn 72, your first RMD is required 
by April 1st of the following year after you turn 72. So in reality, your first RMD is actually due in the year you turn 73. So let's do an example. Let's say you turn 72 in 2025, okay? Then this chart would be actually, um, it would make sense for your situation because your first RMD would be due April 1st, 2026. Because if you turn 72 in 2025, then in 2026, April 1st, is when your first RMD is due. And then after that, every following RMD is going to be due December 31st of every single year. Now, you might have noticed something, that the first RMDs are actually both due in the same year, right? They're both due in 2026. The first one's due by April 1st in the year after you turn 72. And then the next one's actually due that next December 31st. So, guess what? If you're taking, if you, it's, if an RMD is gonna force you to take a bunch of money out of a pre-tax account like the traditional IRA, then you probably wanna take your first RMD before April 31st. You wanna take it in 2025, right? Because you wanna do it in a separate tax year. You don't have to do, you don't wanna have to do two in the same exact year, spread out your taxes overall. Now later we're gonna talk about where, for some people this doesn't make a huge difference, but we're gonna certainly touch on that a little later, okay. So this is the order. So basically the first year is the weird one where you have to take it by April 1st of the year after you turn 72, but after that, hey, it is gonna be December 31st of every single year. Now again, the next question is, okay, that's all fine and good, but how much do I actually have to take out of my account and what does that actually look like? So long story short is that the amount depends on your age and the older you get, the higher the amount becomes. And basically it's, it's it is a percentage of your account. Okay, so if you actually go, if you're listening to this on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, there's gonna be a link below. It'll take you back to the article I wrote with this with a couple charts and some links and things to check out. But long story short, there is a chart that helps people calculate their RMDs. Now, these numbers can change over time. So when you're watching this, I can't guarantee these numbers are gonna be perfect. It may be updated since then. So make sure when you are actually calculating your RMDs, you're looking at the most recent numbers and everything is good and works for you. So long story short, when you look at the chart, there's gonna be one side of the chart that has your age and then the other side of the chart that has a number. And basically that number is how long the IRS thinks you're gonna live, okay, right? And they base your RMDs on that. So basically you look at that chart and if you're, again, if you're on the podcast, you maybe wanna go you know, head back to the website, check out the article. And if you're driving right now, don't worry about it. I'll kind of walk you through as best I can. But long story short, let's say, let's do an example just so you have a ballpark of what this might mean. Let's say you are 85, okay, so 85, and if you go on the chart here that I'm sharing, the number next to 85 is actually 16, okay? So what does that mean? Well, basically you take your TSP balance, right, and you divide it by 16, right? So what does that actually look like in an example? Okay, so let's say, let's say you have half a million dollars in your TSP and you are 85 years old. Okay, so for to calculate your RMD for you know the year you turn 85, you take half a million dollars and you divide it by 16. Okay, 16. Now I've done this math beforehand. I'm not uh, that good of a math whiz, um, but basically it comes out to 31,200 
and fifty dollars okay so basically if you were 85 you had half a million dollars in your TSP and this chart was the most recent for you then you would be required to take out thirty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars from your TSP that year but again that was just an example right your numbers are gonna look different from that but hopefully that gives you an idea of kind of what it looks like how things work and stuff like that now may, let me make one more note here RMDs are calculated in different ways depending on the account. For the TSP, there's only one way to calculate it and it's kind of based on what I was showing you, that chart and things like that. For IRAs, it's different, okay? There's different ways depending on your beneficiary's ages and it gets a little more complicated, but I'm focusing on the TSP and how it works for the TSP for now. Now, the next question is, okay, what if I forget one year, right? What happens if I don't take enough out of the TSP? You don't take at least your RMD amount. Let's say, like in the previous example, that person would have had to take $31,000 out of the TSP. What if they only took 20,000? Or what if they didn't take any at all? What if they didn't take out the RMD? What is the big deal? Does the government really enforce it? And you know, do they actually care? Well, the short answer is yes, <laughs> they really do care. And you can tell how much the government cares by what kind of penalty they impose if you don't follow the rules, right? And when it comes to RMDs, they charge a 50% penalty. So they're serious about this. So let's do an example. Let's say you had to take out $30,000 from your TSP as RMD. Let's say you forget, right? You didn't do it, you didn't take it out. Well, guess what? You're gonna owe 15,000, so 50% of whatever you didn't take out that you're supposed to, you're gonna owe 50% of that as a penalty to the government. So that's a big deal. Okay, but I got some good news for you. The TSP actually, they have it set up where if someone doesn't take their RMD, at least enough for their RMD by the end of the year, they're actually gonna send you a check to fulfill the RMD requirements. So the TSP's got your back. Now, if you have, let's say an IRA or other types of accounts your spouse does, often IRAs don't offer the same thing. So you're kinda of on, on your own there unless you're working, working with a financial planner that does that for you or whatever. There's different nuances but oftentimes that is not included when you have an IRA. So that's something to definitely keep in mind. So you don't owe a 50% penalty. Now, even if you just have all your money in the TSP in retirement, you're gonna wanna watch this, right? You don't want to just be lazy about it and not worry about it. It's like, oh, the TSP's got it and then run into trouble because maybe, maybe they change the rules. Maybe they stop doing it. Whatever, you wanna keep on it and make sure you understand how things are gonna work down the road. But really the biggest question you need to be asking yourself now is okay, how do RMDs actually affect my situation, right? How do I get the most out of it? How do you make sure you keep control of your money as long as possible in retirement, right? And let's kind of talk through this. So RMDs in a nutshell are just requiring you to take money from some of your retirement accounts. Now, oftentimes when people are retired, they're using money from their retirement accounts anyway to live. So let's say RMDs require you to take out, let's say $20,000 from your TSP. Well, what if you were already planning on taking out 20,000 to live or 25 or whatever, then you're good, right? That you're planning to take that money out anyway, so RMDs really don't affect you at all, right? Where RMDs get dangerous though, is maybe when TSPs get bigger, maybe you're planning to leave a big chunk to, to charity or to heirs or whatever, where you're not planning to use it all, and so maybe RMDs would force you to take out more than you'd like to do so. Now, that's when it kind of gets dangerous because oftentimes, when you, uh, you know, when you take money out of a pre-tax account, like a traditional CSP, traditional IRA, your taxable income goes up. 
And what happens when your taxable income goes up? Well, it can affect a number of things. If, if you've seen my videos on Medicare, the higher your income, the more you might have to pay for Medicare Part B, right? So maybe this RMD forces you up and you, then your Medicare Part B premiums go up or it pushes you up into a higher tax bracket or pushes you up to a higher tax, tax bracket for capital gains, right? Um, it's just, it can affect other things, right? So when you're looking at RMDs and you're getting to that point, you wanna think through, okay, how is this gonna affect my entire situation? Now, if you're working with a tax preparer or financial planner, they could walk you through like, okay, it'll force you to take out this much. This is what it's gonna do, your, do to your taxes and things like that. So that's the sort of conversations you're gonna to wanna to have when approaching RMDs. Now, many of you aren't gonna be 72 <laughs> when you're watching this, right? And the question is, okay, what can you do to try to prepare for that time. Now, again, RMDs are not the end of the world. And like I said, for many people, it really doesn't make a big difference because they're planning to take that money out of the TSP anyway. But for some of you, you wanna keep control of your money longer. Maybe you wanna give money to heirs or to kids or whatever. What can you do to keep control of your money as long as possible? Now, there's a couple things. First, you can do what they call Roth conversions. I've talked about this quite a bit, where basically over time, you try to get as much money out of your traditional TSP, your traditional IRAs over to a Roth IRA. And again, a Roth IRA is not gonna be subject to RMDs. So let's say you retire at 60. Well, you got, let's say 60 to 72 to do a bunch of Roth conversions, to get a bunch of money over to a Roth IRA, which you can, can keep complete control over for the rest of your life. If you're not forced to take money out, it can grow in there tax-free for however long you want, right? So there's a balancing, a balancing act here where you don't wanna kill yourself now in taxes trying to give everything over to a Roth IRA, but at the same time, that can be a great strategy to keep control of your money, right? Because down the road, taxes are probably gonna go up, and so for you to have control of when you pull your money can be super, super, super important. And again, another strategy is looking at what account should you spend first? Because let's say in retirement you have a few different types of retirement accounts. Maybe you have a traditional TSP, maybe you have a Roth IRA, maybe you have just a brokerage account, right? Well, you have to look at, okay, where should I take money from first, right? Should you take it from the Roth IRA? Should you take it from the traditional TSP? Should you take it from the brokerage account, right? Which account should you draw down first? Now, again, that's where you wanna look at your RMDs and say, hey, does it make sense for me to draw down my traditional TSP, my traditional IRA first, right? So that later my RMDs aren't going to be as big of a deal, right? That's something to think about as well. So there's lots of factors, a lot of taxes and a lot of things to look at, but I just want to give you some information, some data points to kind of mull over as you approach 72, or maybe you're there already. I'm not sure, but hopefully that gives you some context of how this works and how it's going to impact your financial situation. So I hope that was helpful. And if this is the sort of thing that you're into, if you're a federal employee trying to retire, trying to get the most out of your benefits, then consider joining this incredible community of people really striving to get the most out of their money and to retire confident. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon.